Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next Door. Talking about some spooky stuff. Yeah, you know, huge. <laughs> the huge. The huge. If you were looking for something that'll scare you, you've come to the right place. Yeah, last year we were like, new year, new me. This year we're like, nah, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, yeah. what's up? Around this time we were talking about romance gone wrong, and guess what? We're still doing that. Yeah, Just a little except, different. Except, is it wrong? Or is it the solution? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> All I'm saying is, do you know dating sucks? Yes. Do you know that about dating? Is it I a did. fun time? Yeah. No. Yeah. You said yes. Yeah, yeah not as fun. in it's not. Yeah, I was exactly. agreeing with you. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> are. Uh, for the first half of this month, looking into the future of things. We're mm-hmm. looking at why the future of things are scary. So this is our 2020 Future Romance series, which will be short and sweet. Yeah. Lovely. It's also like this just said, we're in the future. All that stuff, we're like, yo, I wonder what 2020 is going to be like. We're there. We are in the future of before when we were younger. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say. We live in the future. It's not the year 3000 yet, but it's a different song. (laughs) Today we're specifically talking about dystopian romance, or kind of where romance, dating, love is headed, or what we're kind of already submerged in. Yeah, like, (laughs) there's lots of stuff that we're going to talk about that I didn't think we were as close to achieving than we are now, where I'm like, oh, all right. I thought we were a little bit safe for a little bit longer, but I guess as fast as the internet stopped making the weird sounds yeah, is as fast as dating will get very scary, potentially. Yeah, very as soon safe. as you put it on the internet. Or you put it like, yeah, it got weird. It got weird. Because now we're, we're taking out a lot of variables, mm-hmm. which can be good. And, you know, there are plenty of Match.com commercials that tell you how wonderful it is. But yeah. it also could be very not good. All I'm saying is, is uh, I don't know if anyone remembers when we talked about um, one of the apocalypse scenarios. Mm-hmm. One of them was robots. Yeah. Um, or like artificial intelligence kind of going too far. Yeah. It's like, I really didn't think that route would be dating apps. <laughs> no. Like, I thought it would be like, the government yeah. has taken robots and they're doing crazy stuff. It's not that. Gabe yeah. and listeners, it's not. It's just like, what if a robot could feel human emotions? Well, just do it because love. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I people are always afraid of 1984, the book, mm-hmm. and like that reality. And I get it. Like, Big Brother, and that is very real, right? Mm-hmm. But I always thought that Brave New World by Aldous Huxley was way more terrifying because it was all like this, like everyone was just sedated, and mm-hmm. you were just trying to have, like, be, like, hedonistic and have pleasure. And that's what controlled you. So it wasn't like we're brainwashing you and 2 plus 2 equals 5 now. Yeah. It's we, like, you're just seeking out, like, validation and comfort. And so then you give up anything that, like, was you as an individual in freedom. any of your freedoms. Yeah. So I guess this just said <laughs> Americans hate not being able to do whatever they want. Yeah. But... They will love to do it if it's, like, happening, like, if, if those controls are happening in the background. Like no, in yeah, that's software. real. Like, if it's, like, oh, we don't get, we don't know yeah. the details. Yeah. If it, you trick them to think it was their choice. Oh, yeah, no, that's really And that's real. what online dating is. <laughs> 
future of online dating but basically like the death of romance i don't know it's very wow yeah no it's gonna get a little morbid um but like in a fun way i want to say like how the best things are yeah it's gonna hurt so good we're we've lived that awkward transition of the internet is scary do not meet that person from the internet or they could kill you everyone is a catfish Mm -hmm. like that was the vibe um like your friends would call your mom if, like, they knew you were going to meet that guy you'd been talking to in a chat room. Like, oh, my God. It was, like, a serious thing. Um, there's a ton of Lifetime movies about it. Yes. Um, and we've transitioned into definitely invite that person from that you met on the Internet to, like, maybe your house. Like, yeah. find love. It's totally cool. To your house. Yeah. At some them. random hour in the night. Yeah. Just, like, it's totally not going to end in murder. It's just, like... You know what? By not doing that, you're not giving love a fair shot. So maybe <laughs> you, you should take be alone. a chance. Like maybe he's a serial killer, but also maybe he's the love of your life. Maybe he's both. Yeah. We've been like, watching a lot of you. Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> real. But you know, what we've got gotten from it is uh what people kind of call like this age of disappointment with online dating. Mm. So you get ghosting, dates on dates on dates, readily accessible to the touch of a button. Plenty of fish, but most of the most of them have been sitting in the sun for a few days, and they just smell awful. It's a bad fish. time, you know. Plenty, plenty of fish, fish in the sea, yeah, yeah I got you. But, and also the app. I see. But what you're then, doing. It, yep. See, I did jokes. <laughs> I see what you um, did. It's just a bad time most of the time. I've done all of them. Yeah. Like in I my, did. A, I did a few laps myself. Yeah. I have been single. I was single for like four years straight. Yeah. With like little blips yeah. throughout there, and I was like. Yes. In a mashtable.com article uh, written by Brittany Beckham, she quotes uh, the co-founder slash co-CEO of Coffee Meets Bagel, wow. Dawoon Kang, um, who agrees that it's basically called the era of disappointment. This is the dating era of disappointment. Yeah. They're, like, noticing that, like, the inauthenticity of online dating, like, you kind of swipe. It's very, what's the word, shallow, I guess, or yeah. just, like, superficial, where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're cute. I'll talk to them. Yeah. Or, and it's like, you don't really care what their personality is. Or their little, is. little blurb that they said about themselves. Yeah. Which says a lot about you. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I don't know. You knew I'm an introvert. So, like, that stuff is really exhausting. Yeah. It's basically an endless small talk engine mm-hmm. in genuine conversation where it's like, hey, what do you do? And yeah. you answer that same question for 20,000 times. And you yeah. just copy and paste it into your messages because you're like i don't even care what you do at this point i just want to get to the point it's like can we meet i don't know yeah figure it out when we see each other because this sucks or this is things i've experienced from my own time you get people who are like just lead with they lead with Mm -hmm. i have a beer sized beer bottle sized penis do you want to see it and it's like i even i didn't even say hi dude yes like i swiped right but like ew you yeah. should not lead with that. Or, like, I had another guy who, like, made a joke about sunglasses. Like, what sits lower on your face than sunglasses? And then he was like, you. And I'm like, ew. I don't even know you, guy. And it was rude. Does Extra. it work ever? No. I really hope not. I mean, maybe it does. That's each weird. their own. But, like, it was totally unsolicited. It was just like, hi, how are you? 
You know, it says higher on your, lower on your face. And you know, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. So when we think of the future of online dating, it's not exactly like fun. I think a lot of us feel like we should just terminate or two the whole thing. What do you mean? Or like change mean? it. Like Skynet, they blow up the building. Yeah. So you blow it up. Okay. You get rid of the dating because it's bad. Uh, okay. I see what you're saying. You get my reference? I was like, which part of this are you terminating? Because they do a lot in there. I was like, are you going to have a very long car chase? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so... You can also Vista baby or what? No, this is blow it up. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is future of online dating is pretty scary, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been, I read an article called The Future of Online Dating, which is from the same uh, article that I mentioned earlier. It's pretty cool, but it's also pretty terrifying. What about it? It's cool. Um, that, like, it's just kind of cool that we've gotten to that point within technology that these things can happen. But it's terrifying because it's definitely one of those things that should not exist. Dating apps? No. Like, yes, but where dating apps are going. So essentially, we're trying to, like, use AI and tech to make dating easier. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's kind of realized, yo, Tinder is just, like, lots of people, but they all kind of suck. Or it's like you're not actually tailoring anything to, like, you can't predict the spontaneity of human emotion. So it's like... We got to figure out how, I guess. We need to figure out what people want. Give the people what they want, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Companies are trying to really bring tech into it. Similarly, we've seen in the past decade, rapid expansion of technology has made our lives easier in a lot of ways. Why don't we just let technology enter every facet of our lives? I think we do that. Um, yes. Why not use it to expedite the very long and arduous process of finding love? It's totally good. You think it's harmless? It's not. You're basically having the Brave New World. Is that the movie show book? Brave it's a book, New World. right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a book. It is a book where you're, and I do think there's a very old movie about it. But it, it's, I think, what is scary is that, like you're saying, there's no real things happening, and, it, and it's scary in that, like, you just have to take people for their words on there. Mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time with my phobia of other people being yeah. murderers. That. Pretty much everything that people said that was, like, generic was, like, a trigger. Where I was, like, if you said you were an adventurer, I was, like, no. Like, anyone who... <laughs> just There was so many different weird triggers for me when I was, like, on the online dating. Where I was, like, you sound like a weirdo. Like, I don't want to be your friend. You just sound really inauthentic. I feel like yeah. that's the biggest thing. And Very then generic, you don't trust. Or just, like, yeah, like, the things you say. I'm, like, this is code for, like, what you really want to say. Kang goes on to say, people a lot of times don't know what they want. They may say they want certain things, but they don't actually want that. So basically, they've been working on a better machine learning AI mm-hmm. that uh, could tailor your matches to your actions rather than like your stated desires. So as you said, Gabe, no one actually says what they actually want. It's definitely going to go in a morally questionable direction. You're basically yeah. saying, we're going to base everything you want based on like what you do. And he goes on um, to describe it better so to select better matches smarter ai could use for example take into the account how much you spend on the app they look at the profiles that you're looking at and for how long mm. the content of your chats mm. how you tend to swipe how long it takes you to respond to certain messages and whether you initiate chats so like are you a star are you a star you know that yeah. kind of thing if you let this future dating ai have free range of your phone they're saying that that is an option <laughs> Um, we might even analyze what you, whether you pay your bills on time, what websites you visit, Uh-oh. the news you read, which shows you binge watch, 
and how much you exercise if you have it connected with a Fitbit or Apple Watch. Ah, so that and your help. camera roll. Let's start there. <laughs> um, so you're basically putting millennials like me into these weird boxes where you're just like, all of you are really bad at life. Um, why don't we just put you all together? I don't want to date someone as messed up as me. Yeah. Like, my credit is trash. That doesn't mean I can only date people with trash credit. That's yeah. not how dating works. <laughs> um, yeah. If anything, like, I feel like, one, I don't want to be judged. But then, like, two, you have, you're pursuing someone for the wrong re- Like, you're trying to match them up with someone who's not going to make them want to change in any way. Yeah. You're, just because you like to exercise doesn't mean you need to date someone who likes to exercise. Yeah. Maybe you don't like to exercise and you'd love to date someone who does so that maybe you exercise more. Yeah. Maybe you Opposites go for... Opposites attract. Yeah. And robots least, don't well, seem to understand that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I just feel like you're going to get people matched together who are very much, like, in the same space. And that doesn't motivate, like, you to try harder. And it also, like, match... Like, I feel like it's very lobstery, the movie that we watched, uh, mm-hmm. in that, like, you're matching people up who have the same thing going on. So you're basically, yeah. like, eliminating any spontaneity, but then also, like, chances that you could meet people outside of your own social sphere. Well, I think um, it, like if it can if it's looking at what kind of people you're looking at when you're on the app and how much time you spend, then it might be able to pick up if you are attracted to people who are like different from you. I mean, that's true. And then maybe they're in their app and they're like this person doesn't exercise at all. Perfect. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, yes, I could see how it might do what you want, but I feel like also people sometimes, as they'll say they don't know what they want, they'll look for people yeah. who they might not And then some people want. don't have a type. Yeah. So it's like, how do you judge who's your, who's your type? You don't even know. AI with improved photo detection could one day pinpoint interests that might not be outlined on your profile based on facial recognition. To find, to find your, your type. type. Yeah. Um, so data collected from everyone else's matches, both successful and unsuccessful, could help you improve your matches, too. So mm. it just really much reminds me of the Black Mirror episode, Kill yeah. the DJ. Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. Well, you know. But it's basically like, so you're telling me you're going to match me with all these different people and judge my face of how I like them. I feel like it just means, like, you have a robot telling you who you like instead of deciding who you like yourself. I see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you tend to... Match with blondes. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm just into blondes this month. I watched a movie, and there was a blonde protagonist in it, and so I thought maybe. But that's not always what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So you get it. I get it. This, um, but then also it keeps going where it's definitely a lot more like Hang the DJ. Um, there's an AI being created called AIM, but not the kind that we knew and love. It has an extra M. It has an extra M. Which is a like Siri-like voice-activated dating app talks to you um, that has a thousand users in Denver, um, and it's planning to s- expand to the rest of the U.S. Um, in the coming months. But it's basically like an AI matchmaker, kind of like how we saw like the little uh, thing in Hang the DJ with the circle, and it talks to coach. you and tells you a coach exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it asks you questions for a week before sending you matches. Along with those suggestions, suggestions come a personalized photo tours audio snippets, 
of your match describing their perfect date or telling an embarrassing story from childhood. So there's no tapping or swiping. Once you and your match have agreed to chat, AIM will set up a phone call, which sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, And you decide from there whether or not you want to meet. A phone call? Like, I already hate to use the phone in general. Like, I have anxiety attacks. Like, working up the energy to talk to people I, like, shouldn't be stressed about talking. So, like, I feel like no one likes to talk on the phone anymore. You're not going to get young people with that. Young people text they don't or they facetime i guess but like you know they're not calling each other but basically it's like trying to create something that's human so the guy who created it kevin tem teman temen Mm -hmm. one of those um basically he didn't set out to build an ai necessarily is what he says i set out to build something like a human Mm -mm. and he said adding that AIM remembers your previous answers. Like, it's like, you could use this for therapy, I guess. Like, in some ways, it has interesting components. But in a lot of ways, it sounds like it's, like, coming for you. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems really weird. I feel like you're going to record a lot of information about us, and then I'm going to be really upset about it, and I'm just not going to be happy. Yeah, well, I mean, Um, when it says that it remembers your answers and the tone and questions that you warm up to, then it definitely has those things stored because that's how a robot's memory works. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if anyone else remembers where we talked about Amazon and, like, Google saving conversations. You know that that's something that's going to happen. I just feel like it leaves us unsafe. But that's, like, my whole spiel. So the future is that love apps listening to us and de-authenticizing. Yeah, it just puts us in weird boxes. It's basically like taking our control out of it. Yeah. And I feel like it's very much like people will believe the app more than they'll believe themselves. Yeah. They'll be like, the robot is giving me 99% whatever that this is love. Mm-hmm. So it has to be love, right? Yeah. And I say when we are, when we watch films that talk about like romance when it in regards to like the future and when applications are there or if there's like this weird dystopian world where decisions are made for you Mm -hmm. and that's like i think the big part of it in the future is that we both fantasize and fear a future where we no longer have to try so hard yeah and have to put in so much effort so when we are watching media it's generally telling us that that we're all Essentially becoming emotionless and easily manipulated puddles that conform to whatever container we're put into. Yeah. Right? Like, we'll just form whatever society told us to be today. And whenever we see them, there's just these narratives that are these cautionary tales of refusing to conform to what society deems normal for dating and escaping from the clutches of technology to make your own decisions, sheeple. That's like, it's always like you have, like, it's like the rest of society has become, like placated and they're just like normal now and they just believe in this future and then there's like the hero is always a person that's like no i'm gonna go and find love in real world they're like with my human emotions in front of someone and everyone's like oh no you can't do that yeah it's really weird because it's like contradictory honestly because you're telling the sheeple to stop being sheeple but yeah you want them to be sheeple well i mean the films are telling you not to be sheeple What they're saying is that we're headed to a part where we're going to be sheeple, where, like you said, we're going to try to find people who are exactly like us because we're trying to replicate ourselves. Right. Like, I mean, genetically, that's kind of what you're doing. Right. You're trying to 
make babies and you're generally trying to find ones that look like you or act like you or like make sense. No, like how many romantic comedies are like he was a goofball and she was like, you know, a business lady. And it's always like the wacky antics that happen because it's so unorthodox (laughs) that those two people would ever love each other. Right. So like when we have films like The Lobster, which we'll talk about in our film section, we see this exacerbated this idea of like seeking same right like Mm -hmm. when you're on something like plenty of fish or if you're like that's kind of like a generic thing right it's like i'm this seeking that right and it generally is seeking same right you're like i'm a career woman and i can only find time for my cats and and the one person that i'm going to make time for and he better also be a career person yeah like or she whatever it is right and i think like the horrors that we see in the films are always like where we're we're removed from like where it's our decision right like we're just finding clones of ourselves mm-hmm. like it's it's no longer authentic yeah in that right you're just like okay this person fulfills a need <laughs> well yeah it's like a need basically that we're told we need but also, I guess, like, inherently we do, too. Yeah, because it, it's less about love and it's more of, like, the societal thing of, like, population, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like, okay, I have to go, like, I have to have my child, right? Like, and especially for women, mm-hmm. we have this issue where we have a biological clock ticking. Yeah. And apparently people forget that you can freeze eggs and that also doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if you don't want children, that's also okay. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, you have, you know, your mother <laughs> being like, hey... You're getting pretty old now. Why aren't you married? Where's your three kids? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I want grandbabies. Yeah, it's like, oh, you could wait. Like, trust me, women are having kids well into their 40s. It's really fine. You're going to be okay. But we, it, it's kind of what, like, steers us and is a part of, like, our fear, especially mm-hmm. with women, right? It's just, like, we're running out of time. Yeah. And if we don't find the right person in the short amount of time we have, we're going to take every, like, option we can get. Yeah. So if someone was like, okay, hey, I'll give you the person. I'll find the one. I'll find the soulmate. And you have to do nothing. Yeah. I'll just you figure show it out up. for you. And here they are. Like, of course, you'd be like, yeah, of course, I believe you. That sounds easier. <laughs> and I'll just do it. Like, and, and, and also, it's kind of like in this way that like the way that people think like uh, brainwashing which mm-hmm. I'm putting in quotations because that's not real, works in, like, cults uh-huh. and how people are always like, how come they didn't leave? And it's like, if you've taught, told yourself that this thing was true for years, even when it starts to fall apart, you don't want to believe that you were that much of an idiot, right? So yeah. you you are further, like, steadfast in your beliefs. Yeah, because Be- you're like, it has to be real. That's the only way that I'm okay. Yeah, there's there's no way I would have let this go on this long if it was wrong, right? Yeah. So if you're, if this app is telling you this is the person that you love, and then you're with that person, and then it's like, after all this time, this person's awful and very clearly not the person you love, you might still be there because you're like, well, I couldn't be wrong. And, yeah. and even though it was the app that chose it, you chose the app. Yeah, like you do feel some responsibility. Yeah. In it. Like, you, <laughs> yes. It tricks you into thinking you did it yourself. Yeah, That's exactly. And it's like, uh, so it's like, okay, what I think is very interesting and what we'll talk about in The Lobster is that he gives it, one of the characters gives these like ultimatums. He's like, there's three options you can have, right? Yeah. It was like, you can be single and get shot at. You can uh, be turned into an animal and eventually shot, or you can uh, pretend to get nosebleeds. And it's yeah. like, which one is worse, right? And it's like, okay, well, think about real life dating. <laughs> it's like you can have this app that tells you who to love. 
Yeah. Right. Or you can be completely alone and you're running out of time. And once your time is up, that's it. Uh Right. Because everyone's going to judge you and like think that you're weird. Yeah. Right. Or you're just like, you're, you're going to hope and pray that you're going to find the person. Uh Right. Like odds are you're going to just make it work without whatever person is nearest you. Yeah. And that's kind of like what, like, it's, it's always this kind of comparison. Like the, the alternative is like eternal nothingness and loneliness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Versus, so you're like, of course I'll go on this app. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. It's a very real fear of dying alone. Oh my gosh. You're, everyone's going to die alone though, guys. <laughs> yes. You're not going to die at the same time. The notebook is not based on facts. <laughs> it is not. It is not. And I think that's like a big part of why people gravitate towards technology because it is easy. It already runs most of our life. Yeah. Right. So in the, these societies where we're kind of like it's dystopian in that we're kind of just like we trust it uh-huh. with every part of our lives. Right. Yeah. Like, and we already do that now. So it doesn't make that much difference or it doesn't seem like that big of a jump in those narratives to also trust like the rest of your life in regards to love yeah. to a device. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like we always pick up in the middle of a story where this is how everyone's just been going about it. It yeah. seems to be working for everyone because no one's asking any questions. And then we are always put in front of the person who's finally being like, wait. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and the problem with that is, is when we start letting technology have a control of it, is that we do get like emotionless people who are, you know, not as like real with themselves either. Because uh-huh. now they're also putting up the front to like be compatible with the people they want to be compatible with. Or they're just trying to like fit in and they can't think too much. Uh-huh. So they can't be too like rebellious or interesting. Yeah, the fear is that, like, the, what's worse is being alone. So, yeah, basically, you got to be whatever you got to be so that you're not all alone. Yeah. It's called settling. And, you know, I think it's, like, it's one thing to just settle with someone, which is, like, you know, you're, you're you've given yourself bloody noses so that you can fit in with that person. But it's, like, a whole other thing when technology is the thing that's telling you and you're conforming to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, so um, we're also going to talk about the film Equals um, in our film section. And the director of Equals had this to say about online dating and the future of dating. He says, I think there's something tragic about where we are headed. It's scary to think at a certain point a machine is going to tell us who we should and shouldn't be with. It's like, whoa, that's a little scary. Uh, this is Doremus, Dur- who's the person who directed this and this is an interview with complex.com and he talks about like the apps that we even use now so like tinder as an example the obelisk of modern dating it's out of hand he says in 10 years from now tinder could literally be a machine that you put your finger on and all of a sudden it's like that person the magnetic force of the universe doesn't have a chance to guide you in the direction you need to be in because you're just following blindly what that does yeah you're gonna be way less open to love if a robot's telling you like hey, that's who you're supposed to be with. And it's like, maybe, yeah, okay, I don't like anyone else now. Yeah, and it's like also like love isn't perfect, right? Like there's going to be challenges, mm-hmm. right? So do you want to face the challenges of love, right? And and ha- like get over the one fight that you have with this person that's just based on like your gut feeling that this person is right for you? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to trust a computer that's like, you're 99% compatible because you all answered the sexual questions correctly? <laughs> <laughs> when 
when you were in like what was it plenty of fish was that it no, no okay cupid has like the hundred questions and i remember i would look at those because i was very curious yeah. yeah they would also ask like political questions yeah um, which like, are super helpful yeah but it's like that's just those are just questions you would have asked on a first date mm-hmm. More, or like you would have found out on your own so it is saving you the time like it makes me think of um we were watching sailor moon mm-hmm. and they had that that episode where the girls wanted to be really fit uh-huh. and the guy was like here's a machine you get in it and you'll be fit like immediately and i was like you know what i'm not gonna front <laughs> like <laughs> someone was like here's a machine you step in it you step out and you're fit now i'd be like i know this is probably evil and then it's definitely unhealthy but how, how much ten dollars i'm in here i'm already every yeah, week, once a week i'm coming over here and they're yeah. like being drained and i was like if it is that easy and if love were that easy, if you did have a machine that was like, we've done, like, we just trust machines so whole, wholeheartedly. Yeah, we so, think we're safe. Everything. We always think, like, technology has made us safe, where it's really just, like, opened all of the doors into all of our things. Yeah. And we're not safe. It's just, like, this real false sense of security. Yeah, and we think, like, if we let it see all of us, then it'll have an even more honest opinion and will steer us in the right direction. But that, again, it's still just watching you all the time. Like, you're still giving up a security, and that's the exchange. It's like, I'm giving up my, like, independence and security so that this app will find someone for me to love. Yeah. And that is Brave New World. So we watched some stuff like we do. Yeah. We watched three things this time um, because there was a lot to talk about. And yeah, there was a just, lot we found. We just want to be thorough, man. Yeah. And I think of the future, like dystopian dating is such an interesting topic. And so like the first one um, is from Black Mirror. So we've talked, we're, I think we're going to probably tackle a bit of Black Mirror this year because there's mm-hmm. quite a few topics we have where I found like, you know, they were... Very interesting. This one is one of my favorites. Yeah, I no, say. I agree. Same. I enjoy, oh. and I even the second time around, it wasn't as like exciting. But I just remember being very like, "What if? <laughs> like, <laughs> what a world!" Um, and I also have like a similar like script. It's not super similar, but in that like future dating kind of thing mm-hmm. and it being dictated that I have been working on for a very long time. So I, I'm always interested in a film that tries to tackle that. So yeah. this topic itself is super fun for me. So we watch Hang the DJ, which is from the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you which one it was, but it was 2017. I think it was three. Yeah, I want to say three. So um. this one's directed by Tim Van Patten. Um, and they're all written by Charlie Brooker. Yeah. But uh, paired up by a dating program that puts an expiration date in all relationships, Frank and Amy soon begin to question the system's logic. It, it is interesting. So we have these two characters and you're immediately put into the world and you're, it, it seems very believable in that we have uh, this guy and he's talking to his app. It's Coach. Mm-hmm. And so it's like hey, coach, like, what do I look for? And they send, like, an image, and they the, the app sets up your date. Mm-hmm. It's a blind date, essentially, right? It's based solely on, like, what they think is good for you. Yeah. Uh, they find the dinner, and they pick your food. Yeah, that's weird. That part is just, like, you don't, you say you know, you know, what if I want mac and cheese today? Yeah. App. 
But it, and, it, and it was interesting because they were like, oh, I guess I'm this type of like. And even they were like, it was an adventure because it was new mm-hmm. to them. But it's clearly a world where people are all doing this. Yeah. And they the thing that was really interesting about this one, unlike any other like you found the one app kind of technology is that there's an expiration date. Yeah. So in this one, they both have to click it and then it'll tell you how long you have left with that person, which is like crazy because it it makes you think like if you knew when you got involved with someone, how long you were going to waste your time with them. Yeah. Like what? Like, do you still do it? Does it change the way that you're being with them? I feel like a little bit because there was a lot of so spoilers, but like, not that like we do one night stands now, but like yeah. if you knew you're only with someone for 12 hours, I feel like that takes kind of like the worry about it out of the situation. So it's like, well, why not? Yeah. We know they're not going to be here tomorrow. But you might know that going in anyway, like Tinder and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's like if you because there's plenty of people out there. Like, I myself am a serial monogamous, so it's yeah. it was always very hard for me to be like, okay, this is a one-time, and then I'm going to go away. <laughs> like, I was like, what? That's crazy. You don't want to be around me forever? Like, we're married? Like, it, so, so that's a weird, like, thought for me, because yeah. I'm a crazy person. So, like, for an <laughs> app to be like, you only have, like, a night with this person— like, I can see the person already being like, this is really hard. But it's the same concept. Because, like, in real life, that other person is like the app that's saying, like, it's just this night. Yeah. And now you have to go away. Yeah. So you still kind of have to deal with it. It's just a person telling you versus technology telling both of you. Yeah. So I, I think it's weird. But I think it's interesting because they make her play through, like, a real-life situation like so she ends up with this guy they're only together for like 12 hours so it's kind of like what happened like it was really cute they had a connection but life happens like presumably like if you were watching a rom-com at this point something wacky would have happened where they can't be together yeah there's like a reason right so then she immediately falls for some guy and they're together for like nine months for a very long time yeah and she's like all about it at first and then like he does the sip (sighs) He does a lot of annoying, not even just like anything he does to his mouth, he ends up doing that, which is like, I would, there's no way you would have kept me nine months. Well, she doesn't have a choice. She was trying to leave earlier. I understand, but (laughs) I would have broke the machine. (laughs) I would have been like, coach, you're taking me out of this game. Well, the uh, other guy had an even worse lady. He had like, yeah, he had like two years. Who was mean to him the whole time. <laughs> she was awful. But that's like, and so he, she was with this guy for like nine months, and because as prescribed by this app, and then immediately after that, she's in a bunch of just hookups. Yeah. She's in like a bunch of one night stands. So it's like, oh my God, she's going like through her rebound. Like she was in this long relationship. There's little things that didn't work. Uh-huh. But ultimately, he was generally nice and they had a good time. Yeah. There's just little things that irk you because that's just how relationships are. Because yeah. that's a person, right? It's, it is not a robot. It's a human person who has, like, things. Yeah. And so then she's going through all her, like, rebound. Then she sees, she gets him for a minute again. And they were supposed to be together for a very long time. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. He messed it up. He sure did. He looks at the expiry date without her. Yeah. Which and breaks like, it. And breaks it. Yeah, essentially it makes it, like, 12 hours. Yeah. And then he doesn't, he doesn't tell, tell her. her. And then tells her in the mall or wherever they are in Future World. Yeah. And she gets real upset. Yeah. And it was, and I guess the, I don't really know how to translate that to real world stuff. Well, I think it's like situations date. where, 
you like make a choice without informing the other person essentially that's like a big life decision i think also in that he was there's also this like he just came out of a really bad relationship for two years he didn't get the the mess ups between that like he didn't get the nightstands before he got her yeah and so i think what it was was that like he finally got her and she's too good to be true and so he knew it was only a matter of time before he would lose her again yeah and so instead of like just living in the moment Mm -hmm. he was waiting for the end he was like and so then he missed the time he missed the present which is like that's a nor- that's a real thing that can happen, yeah. right? And then that's why ultimately she would have left if it was like real world times, right? It's well, like yeah, you're she- not here. Mm-hmm. You keep waiting for me to leave, so I'm gonna leave now. Like you've lost your chance. Yeah. And then uh, he does say like some funny jokes where he's like, "What if we're in a simulation?" And she's like, <laughs> um, "And then does later- the rock always skip four times?" Yeah, and then or three times. I don't think it ever skipped four. No, I think it was the opposite. It was always four. Hmm. Possibly. Four is a lot. I feel that like I would question lot. that immediately. Yeah, that's why I think it was. It can never do. Well, maybe it's four. Well, eventually she <laughs> starts being like something's not right. Yeah. And then they finally get their match. Oh, also, the, I think the creepiest part of this this uh, episode is the couple that they show getting married because they found the match. Mm-hmm. That was scary. Because those are two people that look like, essentially like the epitome of what we just said, right? It's just like two people who have given up and they were told that this is their person and they're just dealing with it. Yeah, they're like, they guys, did- it's totally real. Like, you just gotta wait. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta wait and everything will be fine. <laughs> everything is fine, guys. And they're like, yeah. yeah. It just reminds me of all the, like, the Amazon worker tweets that came out when there was, like, all that, where it was like, I definitely get to sleep on time. And it was like, <laughs> it was like I eat three meals a day. And it was like, please blink twice if you need help. And yeah. that's what I felt like watching them. And it was very much like they were, it was like, it was a lot of like, who are you trying to prove? Yeah. Because it was very much like, everyone, don't freak out. Like, it's going to happen for you. It's going to be great. Trust us. And it's just like, do you trust you? Because it seems like you're really just trying to convince yourself that this is okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's lots of people who like are in situations like that in the real world. And they're yeah. just... Their whole lives are on the internet, and they're just really trying to show how happy they are, and then they're not that happy yeah. behind closed doors. Whenever you see those relationships where it's just like, you know, all the pictures online and all of that, it's always like the people who, it's like, how like how unbusy are you that you can post all these pictures? Like, why aren't you actually doing stuff? Well, and there's just like lots of times where people are like, it's like, you guys were so happy, and it's like, yeah, we look very happy. Yeah, because that's how the internet works. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, saying. no, I'm, I'm remarking. You're agreeing with me. We're yes. fighting, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're on the same page. And I think, like, so essentially they realize that something isn't right. And so then they, they're, they're supposedly found their match. It's mm-hmm. someone they've never met. Yeah. And they get one last dinner. For closure. A few hours for closure with someone of their choice. And, of course, they both pick each other. Yeah. And then they're at dinner, and they're like, something ain't right, and they decide to run away together. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out they were in a simulation in that 98 out of 100 of their simulations ran away together. Yeah. I want to know what happened to the two that didn't. It would be a very interesting little spinoff. Yeah, to see, like, the two that just, like, couldn't stand each other. Yeah. But so then we zoom out and what we get, spoilers, is from 2017, is this uh, 
that it's like coach is now like an actual app. It's not like this gadget. It's on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's like Tinder. And it just says like 99.9% match. And it's like the girl and him. Yeah. And then they just see each other. And it's this weird time when they're looking at each other in the song Hang the DJ is playing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is it's exactly that aim thing mixed with that other app that's like watching your face, making you go on dates and then like seeing how you feel about it. Yeah. Watching your every move basically over and over again and like making you kind of go on dates that maybe you don't enjoy Mm -hmm. just to see what that's like. Um, Just to find the one. (laughs) Except in this, it's nice because it wasn't real. Yeah. It's not nice, though. Those people thought they were real. I don't like, uh, but, and then also it's just like, how, like, what are they, what are they measuring for the 90? Like they ran away. Yeah. But these two people in real life aren't stuck in living in those same situations. How do we know that they'd really like each other? Yeah. They don't have that same lifestyle. They don't feel the obligation necessarily. Or the stress. Yeah. They're just two like young adults at a party now. They're two different people now. But yeah, we watch other stuff. Um, specifically, The Lobster. It was a weird time. 2015. I had a good um, time. Director Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. So essentially, in a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taken to a hotel, the hotel, where they are obligated to find a romantic partner in 45 days or be transformed into beasts and sent off to the woods. So essentially, find love or become an animal. Where they are obliged, not obligated. Because it is a choice. It is a choice. Yeah, but, okay, spoilers, but if you become an animal and your brother's taking care of you for a really long time and then he settles for this lady who is a sociopath or something. I don't even know. She's something. Um, But she kicks him to death. She kicks the dog brother to death. Spoilers. And then your dog brother is dead because he chose to be a dog and now he's yours now and you didn't take care of him. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's what the lobster is. I said spoilers before I started talking. I just want to say that. (laughs) Okay. Here's the lobster. You got people in this dystopian near future who have to be a couple. And if you are not a couple, you go to the hotel, you have a certain amount of days, you can add days upon doing things mm-hmm. or you find a person and then you go through these steps and eventually you go and be married to your couple if you're yeah. not a couple you either become an animal or you have to run away into the woods and be heckin single like very single yeah like people can't really enjoy you yeah and you get shot at mm-hmm. so it's really like so here's what i got out of this i got a lot of things out of this film I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> and, and interrupt me at any time because you know what I get. Uh, one, I kept, I was like, if it weren't for the color palette and some of the shots, like, it it just, it was very interesting. Oh, yeah, it was interesting for sure. But it, it definitely reminded me of like a Wes Anderson. Like okay. it has that dry feel. But if it, if it had different color schemes and if it had different shots, then I would do it. But what I really love is, like, they have this, like, narration that goes all over it. Mm-hmm. And it's from the woman. The, yeah. the far-sighted woman? Short-sighted woman? Short-sighted, yeah. And she uh, is narrating. And there's times where, like, a scene will happen and dialogue will happen. And then she'll narrate and just repeat the dialogue and exactly what just happened. Yeah. So it's like an extra long movie because we just saw it and now we're also hearing it again. Yeah. Which, when you realize what happened to her, makes sense as to why it's being narrated. 
Yeah. Because she doesn't see that. Um, but what I one of the things I found very interesting about this film was that there's no gray areas in this world. Mm-hmm. Like everything is gray. Yes. But yeah. I mean like the subject like of gray areas, right? So there's no middle ground. So yeah. you are he, or you aren't. Yes. When he goes to the so um it's Colin Farrell. So he goes to the hotel. His wife left him. I would love to know why. It's never brought up. Yeah. But she doesn't love it. She doesn't want him. Yeah. So he's like old and what he's been with her forever in a society where you're not allowed to be alone. Yeah. So he's just cast away with all the other people who are cast away in some way. Yeah. And he's he's asked a bunch of questions. And one of the questions is like, are you homosexual or heterosexual? And he's mm-hmm. like, is bisexual an option? And he, she was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick one or the other. And he was like, I guess I'm heterosexual. And it was like, this thing is just like, you're not even allowed to, to like, the, the society is so specific. Like, you really have to know what you want because you can't spend any time playing guesswork. Yeah. Like, you just have to immediately get into a relationship. There's no figuring it out. Like, you just need to know. Yeah. It's like, you know now or you don't. Yeah, you, you know stop. now or you were whatever animal you wrote down in your survey. <laughs> yes, which is a lobster, mm-hmm. is what Colin picked. And uh, what I really love is the absurdity of it and how I love when absurd things are taken very seriously, which yeah. is why we make the films that we make. Yeah. And so one of my favorite things is like they're talking, he and his friends are talking about the process. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hear that they like, put you in hot water or cold water or something and tea and they like lotion your body so then you're it's easier to just peel your skin off and then they have to like take the parts the organs out to like put you into the to the different animals and Colin Farrell's character goes that makes perfect sense (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like no and he's like well because like a bird is different from like a dog so, like, fowl has to have a different process. And it was like, I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. That doesn't mean. And it okay. was such a, it, I just love the deadpan of, like, that makes perfect sense. Because to me, it just made, it, it just, it just makes me think of, like, him pitching the idea, Yorgos, the director, being like, here's the idea. And the person's like, well, how does that even work? And he's like, well, you, <laughs> you just can't put the lotion on the skin. And just put that line in there to be like, huh? The characters believe it. You can say so nothing. So it's totally real. Yeah. It's a very long movie. Yeah, it was very long. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying I didn't. It was yeah. just a process, I yeah. guess. Much like, I guess, finding love is. Um, Here's the thing about this place, is that mm-hmm. in the hotel, people, like you you brought this up earlier, have to find a person who's just like you. Yeah, which sounds awful. Yeah, it, it does. But in the, and the thing is, like, everyone had a thing. Yeah, but, like, real arbitrary things where it was mm-hmm. just, like, that is not your whole deal, guy. Like, one guy had a limp, and it was, like, he needed to find someone else who had a limp. And I was, like, that's really bizarre of a thing, like, a thing to decide is going to be your thing. One guy had a lisp. Uh, the We find out that our protagonist is nearsighted. Yeah. Right? Nearsighted. Short-sighted. Short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Which is nearsighted. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we don't find that out until later. But that's a thing. There's a character who gets nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. And then there are her friends who, through most of this, has only ever been referred to as the friend. And I was yeah. like, is that what her thing is? Is that she's the friend? Because anyone can have her then. Anyone who's a friend. Yeah. But then it turned out it was because she has nice hair. Yeah. And then she became a lovely pony. But, uh, spoilers. 
<laughs> um, it was like, it was so weird. So then we have this character who decides, to, who has a limp, who decides to start faking his nosebleeds to get yeah. a nosebleed girl because she's not bad. Yeah, she's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, what's worse, living in the woods until you're shot, becoming an animal that will be eaten or destroyed, or faking nosebleed every once in a while? And that's, like, the epitome of this whole world and, yeah. and dating, honestly. And that, like, because there's no gray area with this. It's, like, you're either in a relationship that's, like, loveless. It's based specifically on whatever needs this society has. Yeah. Or you're in the woods getting chased down and being hunted and you're viscerally alone because there's no gray area. You cannot be, like, just having fun in there. Yeah, you they cut alone. your lips or they do the red the yeah. genital one which is just not okay <laughs> yes um or you challenge you an animal that someone's gonna eat every time they ate an animal in that film i was like that is a people people yeah. you can't eat rabbits those are people and why would anyone choose to be a rabbit because they multiply pick something that's not like edible that's all i'm thinking like, pick something that people don't really eat. But, like, what? there's a lot of surprises and a lot of very peculiar things that were fun. Like, when they go to the city, they see this time where this woman is alone. Yeah. And the police come up. And they're like, her marriage license is expired by three months. And she's like, my husband's away. He's vacation. Or he's on his work. Yeah. Work business. And they, they're, like, checking her. And they're running her through this system like she's, like, an illegal immigrant. Like, they were checking, like, her green card. And yeah. it was, like, it was eerie. And they're, like, checking her, her feet, uh, her shoes to see if there's dirt and if there's dirt under her fingernails as if she, like, crawled into here. Like, from like, the woods, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, what? Um, <laughs> there, the other surprising thing is that there's, like, this secret mission that the single people are going to do to get to the people in the hotel. And you think they're going to murder everybody. Oh, and yeah, they no. don't. They like. They just are really like manipulative in their head, basically like showing them that their love isn't real. Yeah, they just went in and tried to sabotage the romance. But but the problem is that that's not what it was about. The romance was fake, and everyone knew it was fake, so yeah. it didn't really matter. It doesn't hold up because it's like we know we are just doing the thing that he said. We're all faking nosebleeds every once in a while. Yeah, and just dealing with it. And I love that the one lady's whole thing was just that she was heartless. Yeah. It's like, how do you go around? I guess she doesn't care because she's heartless. Yeah. But imagine if that was your trait. Yeah. And then he's trying to be and it's real cringy and stressful. He kicks a little kid. Yeah. I don't think it would work. My trait would probably be that I talk too much and it wouldn't work because my boyfriend doesn't talk too much. And that's why it works so well. Yeah. What would your trait be? can't breathe wheezing i don't want to date someone who has asthma too. i know that's not the thing though it's not a choice we both have narcolepsy nothing would ever get done oh my god what one a of us has to function we watch another thing yeah that we'll we'll kind of go through quickly because i kind of didn't love it i didn't hate equals? it but i didn't love it yeah equals which is from 2015 uh, in an emotionless utopia, two people fall in love when they regain their feelings from a mysterious disease causing tensions between them and their society. Directed by Drake Doremus, who had that stuff to say about Tinder. Yeah. He also wrote another film that we might watch soon, so we'll talk about him more. But what we have is Kristen Stewart and yeah. a guy. A guy. <laughs> um, and they're in like a dystopian world 
kind of 1984-ish. Mm-hmm. No one can have emotions. Yeah. And it's weird. If you have emotions, then you're sick. And yeah. if you're sick, they put you away and possibly force you to commit suicide. Yeah. It's called SOS. Yes. Which is perfect. Yeah. For Because it's exactly what it is. So we have two characters who start to feel things, but they love each other. But they, they... I felt like I don't... I didn't... I never believed their love. That's not for a, Not for a second. Yeah. And not for any lack of acting. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I thought that I get it. The world, I just didn't believe it because I was like, you just found another person who feels. And that to me wasn't enough to love somebody. Yeah. Like just, you just g- grabbed onto whatever was next to you. It was literally lobster. You also have emotions? All right. Yes. Let's be together. <laughs> yeah. But it was like put out as if it was like a Romeo and Juliet situation. There, It was even like the scene where you think that. Like, she faked her death, so then you think he's going to kill himself because he thinks that she's dead. And I was like, I swear to God, if he Romeo and Juliet's this. And then he he did in kind of a way. Yeah. But it was still like, I was like, really? But it was just like, it happenstance. You know? It was like, okay, well, if we threw another person in there who also felt, would they even care about each other anymore? Oh, yeah. So this film is not widely loved. Um, and the director is very, like, open about that. Yeah. He's actually, like, talked about it to people, specifically uh, at the Tribeca premiere for the film. Yeah. He's like, I'm not an intellectual filmmaker. Any of you who came out and was expecting a decent sci-fi film? Yeah. No. I'm an emotional one. I, like, make things that are about emotions, mm-hmm. specifically, like, finding love or whatever. And he's, like, kind of described this as suppo- supposed to be being a boy meets girl story. Yeah. With a restrictive setting that mainly just proves how much two people are willing to risk in order to be with each other. But But I think I think it's more than that. I don't think it's really about how much they're willing to risk to be with each other, but more how much they're willing to risk to feel. Yeah. To continue to feel. I don't think it was about the relationship. I think it was about having emotions. And I think. Because it feels to be alive. Yes. And so like that's like that is worth risking your life over because it's like that or going back to being nothing and after you've tasted something nothing is awful so i think it's more about like of course they would run away and go through all these links to to be together but it was really like they were going through all these links to do that and it just so happened that it it helped to have a partner yeah but i think even if that had been platonic even it was two people who found a friendship and had emotions that way would have also run away together. And I, and I get, like, not having emotions made everyone a better worker, which is just a 1984 situation. Well, yeah, that's just facts. That's yeah. factual. Yeah, of course, not. yeah. But, I, yeah, I do think, I, don't, I didn't believe this is a romance story, just more of, like, a human story. Well, yeah, he does say it like that. And uh, he has a quote, he says, I think the setting is a device to tell a very human story, is one yeah. of his actual quotes, which is basically... To examine society as it leads us and how it dis- disconnected we are with technology mm-hmm. and, like, how we use it. So it's basically, like... Yeah, I guess it was just different from what I was expecting. Yeah. I liked it's it. Th- yeah. We don't have to agree. Yeah. Well, that's, like, I like lobster. Yeah. And I <laughs> and did love like, lobster. Oh, well, I guess we did this. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. We're usually on the same that. page. That's really funny. Yeah. Well, those are our three films. Yeah.
All right, so if you like it, it's yeah. Coach, take me out of the game. Yeah. Because we're not playing this anymore. We don't want to be in this simulation. fake love. Yeah, yeah. simulation time. Uh, and if you don't like it, it's fake a nosebleed every once in a while. Because at least you're with somebody. At least you're not an animal or getting shot at. Or eaten. <sighs> I mean, they're not so bad. This is not so bad person. Don't settle for the heartless, but yeah. So we'll kill your brother. <laughs> So um, what a wild idea. I really enjoyed this film. Um, for the topic of the future of online dating. So, like, I find it fascinating, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's super scary. But is it, like, the most interesting thing in the world? Yes. Yeah. Like, what? It is very interesting. You found an app that... You, it's a it's a dating app where people show each other your fridge. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's literally like you have to buy you don't have to buy this fancy fridge that's like three thousand dollars, but you basically like judge what someone eats. Yeah. To see if you want to date them or if their fridge is clean or like other stuff. It's just and like, a lot of it is like a lot of online dating is kind of like classist. Yeah. And racist because it's like you are looking for like and and if the app is making the decisions and it's based off of you, then like you don't really have any room. To pick someone who's outside of what your normal life is. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it basically isolates you into whatever, like, society is telling you you should want. And it's, um, yeah, like, OkCupid, you can limit your interactions extremely. Like, you can be like, I don't want to date this race. I don't, I, they need to have a college degree or more. Yeah. You can get height specifications. You can put, Ugh. like, I will not date anyone Weight under 6'2". Like, what, you could put that, though, or you could put, like, weight, or you could put, like, gender, like, I'm not, like, but, like, you can really hone down on, like, whatever your usual choice would be. Yeah. And just, like, it's real superficial. You're not basing it off of if, like, they're actually, like, an interesting or nice person. You're not. Or if they're a person that's susceptible to change, like, and growth. Like, if if someone took a picture of my boyfriend's fridge and sent it to me, I would be like, I don't want to date that guy. (laughs) It's empty. There's not a lot in there. He's very scarce. And then if someone took a picture of our fridge before we cleaned it today, I doubt that our people would want to date us. They would be like, that's disgusting. Room Raiders, I would never (laughs) get a They bring out the blacklight? Yeah, no, (laughs) not because of the blacklight specifically, but but like, my room's disgusting. (laughs) Like, I do not maintain a healthy space. (laughs) Yes. Because. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I feel it. So it's just like, yeah, I feel like it's just like really arbitrary things. It's definitely limiting yourself to like very specific groups where it's like mm-hmm. you don't know who you're going to love. Yeah. And that's the whole thing where it's like we're asking these robots essentially to tell us who to love when it's like you never love who you're supposed to love. It's like if we just matched ourselves with you like sports, I like sports, let's go date and get married now. Like. <laughs> You're going to sit there and be like, I don't care if she likes sports. I love her. Yeah, but there's, like, other things that you want to like about someone. Yeah. Too. Like, what? But knowing that people are more than just, like, an activity or their fridge or, like, their credit score. Like, people are more than those things. Yeah. And I think that's, like, where it's kind of like an iRobot, right? When we have uh, Will Smith's character who was upset because their robot 
was doing like just math and was like, well, you have a higher percentage chance of surviving, not this little girl and was not putting in human emotion or like, like societal situations into it and was just doing it based off of like math and like statistics and chance. Right. And that's all that dating apps are ever going to do. So it's like, if you (laughs) like a dating app is never really going to take into account like your heart or really what you're what you need or what you want or what you might be interested in, what you might be up for trying this time. Like, yeah, yeah it's never going to do that. You can't predict human spontaneity. Like, yeah. we're always going to n- go against whatever the facts are, despite any love is not rational or logical. It's not yeah. a percentage. Like, you can't put that in a box. Love so, is like, patient and love is kind. I mean, it's chaos. It's is what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's beautiful chaos and you have to just let it be. Yeah. Because you're not, robots can't just decide what you want. Well, what about the films that we watch? I thought they were fun. Yeah. So it's shaping out the game. Yeah, I agree. I And I didn't hate equals. It was just like, I was like, okay. Well, I agree it. with you in that I think it was very much like, it was not about them being in love, but more so being in love with feeling. Yeah. And how, like, feeling is just, like, the most basic form of yeah. human freedom. And being told you can't feel yeah. how you feel is, like, and the I most guess, like, direct if you attack against that freedom. Someone who makes you feel that. And if you took it out of the world of, like, no one feels anything, they did make each other feel something different. Yeah. So, okay. All right. I'll give them that. Yeah. What do you think? Are you excited about the online dating? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. I think it's fun to watch. And to see how it adapts, mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be interesting to have something like Coach. But I'm always, and I told you, I have a script that I've been writing for years that's based on quitting what society tells you to look for and just finding it the old-fashioned way with your heart. Yeah. And that's what I'll always believe. Well, listeners, <laughs> don't get married. Well, eat your kids. Yeah. Or you'll, don't, don't get married because the app told you to. Yeah, get married because you want to. Yeah. Real love. Yeah. Choose for your kids to be in. Yeah. Make that choice. It's all you.